them to do work that was demeaning for humans. I did not realize that they love, and I mean love, to do service. After an appropriate period of mourning, I began to look for another dog. I checked adoption opportunities and visited the backyards of people who should never have dogs, hoping to be a dog rescuer. In one backyard, I met a year-old golden retriever puppy who had been so neglected that he had no ability to focus. He just hung on me, hoping for a positive human contact, while his owner told me, uh, It's my girlfriend's dog. Uh, she's never here. Clearly, the dog feared the boyfriend. As much as I wanted to rescue this retriever, I knew I could not train the already programmed problems out of this dog, so I kept looking. I was convinced the right dog would find me when I was ready. One day, while the family and I were headed for a weekend at our mountain cabin, we stopped in the small Utah town of Colville and visited a family with a new litter of golden retrievers. There were eight bundles of golden, furry curiosity tumbling around in the backyard. The family's children were eager to show off their young friends, but the parents, including the dog mom, seemed tired of managing the chaos of this pack of puppy problems. I came into the brood with an agenda. I followed John's suggestion and looked for a dog to do search and rescue work. I produced several tests designed to see if one of these puppies had the drive, the persistence, and the loyalty to do search work. In one simple test, I showed the puppy some food treat, and then I put it under a cup. With the first two puppies, once the treat was out of sight, they lost interest. A more persistent puppy pushed the cup around with his nose for a while until he figured out how to knock the cup over and eat the treat. If the puppy can get the treat in less than 20 seconds, it's one indicator that it has the persistence to become a good search dog. One large male puppy with a dark golden coat watched as we tested his sister and his smaller brother. They were both good puppies, but they failed the test. They're probably wonderful pets somewhere today, content to fetch newspapers and bedroom slippers. Then the future working dog watched confidently as I placed the treat under the cup. He immediately swatted the cup and devoured the reward. In less than a second, he solved the problem. He then stood between my son and I and the rest of the pack as if to say, look no further, I'm the one. John who took an instant liking to the new family member, named him Dusty. The next day at the cabin, I began search dog kindergarten, training Dusty with simple runaways. I would have John hold him by the collar, and then I would run 50 to 150 feet, saying his name in a high-pitched voice. When I was behind a tree or a bush, John would let the dog go, and he would come and find me, knowing that there was a small piece of meat or some puppy play at the end of the find. Before long, even a puppy learns to follow the scent to the source. It is programmed into their deepest instincts. It is part of the prey drive of a wolf that lingers in their DNA. After a while, I changed roles and let John be found. Then we added the next step, the recall, where the dog needs to come back to the master and tell you that he's found someone. Within a few weeks, I began training as a candidate with Rocky Mountain Rescue Dogs, a nonprofit volunteer search and rescue group with 30 years' experience providing canine search support 
for hundreds of searches in the Intermountain Western United States. The group is extremely professional and deeply experienced. Jan Hawley assessed Dusty and told me he had what it takes to be a good search dog, provided that he received the right training. I assumed that my new colleagues would help me train my dog on how to search. What I did not know is how much my dog would train me and help me recover from my grief and bring me back from being lost. Dusty progressed easily through the puppy problems, and soon we could see that he was a natural wilderness or area search dog, where he would run down every human being in the range of his nose, a nose that is almost 200 times more powerful than a human's. But still, the recall alert is essential and sometimes takes several years to train. We also began training to do tracking using a scent article from the victim.